Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross at managing editor, fightful.com, fightfulwrestling.com, fightfulmma.com, fightfulboxing.com. We have it all, my friends cross-platform join us lots of cool stuff over there lots of exclusives when you uh, check out the sub sites you get results exclusives a lot of other tabs that uh, you don't get on the main site so make sure you check those out we got smackdown 1000 to talk about i am joined tonight by alex paulowski alex how's it going well uh for the main event of uh, SmackDown 1000, we saw an old man shamble to the ring and make do a vague promo. So that was fun. Yeah, it's it reminded me exactly of uh, Raw 25, essentially. Yep. I am also joined by Mr. Warren Hayes. Many of you may have said, well, wow, Sean didn't hit us with a Fightful Select plug to open the show. That's because I'm doing it right now. Right now. Mr. Warren Hayes joins me on the $5 tier, contributes heavily to that $5 tier. Retro reviews every month. Uh, he also does the weekly NXT 205 Live May Young Classic review live after that brought block of programming. It's pretty cool how that's all came to be, Warren. We, we set up that show to run Wednesday nights, and now there's a full block of programming ahead of that. And that's and, and it's really turned into the best three hours of WWE yeah. programming per week. And, and, you know, I was kind of wondering after this, like, okay, well, when the Mayon Classic is done, well, then, you know, I'll be able to go to bed early. But now we've got NXT UK, man. Yeah. I, I, I'm assuming they're pro- it's probably going to air in the time slot they have allotted for MYC. We're going to have to check that out, Sean, and renegotiate my contract. Oh, you're going to be talking about some bearded white European guys. That's for damn sure. <laughs> fightfulselect.com guys I, I won't run through the whole list of stuff but just go to fightfulselect.com maybe there's something in that five or ten dollar tier that uh, might perk your ears up we have a ton of content over there i'm always adding stuff so check it out that is the best way to support fightful.com directly uh, as opposed to anything else but also you can tweet our stories all that good stuff but in smackdown 1000 form 
We have a major occasion happening right now. YouTube is down. YouTube is down. YouTube is down. Alex. It is. <laughs> down down for the count. YouTube is down. <laughs> Warren, what yeah, you- no, I, I'm throwing it right back to Alex. YouTube Alex. Down. I, you, you've, you've said it all, Sean. YouTube <laughs> is down. YouTube got knocked. Clap the hell out. What more could we add, Warren? I, I honestly, I have no idea. I mean, that's th- this is the kind of insight that like you it. get. <laughs> Shout outs to Booker T. Batista is down was the greatest moment in SmackDown history. Before we get into this show, Warren, I want to know legitimately, without interrupting you, what is your favorite SmackDown moment of all time? Man, there's a few of them. Uh, and one thing that always sticks in the back of, of my mind is, and you don't hear talk about it much, but a few years ago, um, Eddie Guerrero w- defended the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Uh, I think he was teaming with Chavo at the time, but there was a there was a, a an injury angle set up. Uh, they were they were feuding with Team Angle. And Eddie Guerrero teamed with Tajiri, and they put their tag team championships on the line against Team Angle, and that was a phenomenal match. Uh, they uh, they basically it was a it was a submission match where Team Angle went after Tajiri. They worked his legs uh, to to get him into a submission hold, uh, and Eddie here ended the match with one of his greatest uh, light sheet steel moments where he. Uh, he stole the, the, the bell, the ring bell, rang it, and then did his patented, you know, knock himself out, you know, tosses the bell to, uh, I don't remember if it was, I, I think it, it was Charlie Haas, you know, the, but the, with the sound of the bell ringing and doing the whole thing, it was, it, was a, it was a great match with a perfectly Eddie Guerrero ending. I, that one always sticks with me. Uh, while I do love the Batista's down moment, there, there were the early days of SmackDown where it seemed like there was some cool facet of a storyline every single week, it felt like. And they had that set, the original set. I'm not even talking about the fist. I mean the original with the Tron and the, the weird oval up at the top. That was so cool. I will look back at Brock Lesnar breaking the ring with Big Show, really the first time we had ever seen anything like that done. We're going to share some more of our favorite SmackDown moments throughout uh, this show. Alex, do you have any that stick out to you? Uh, I'm reminded of the Kurt Angle Brock Lesnar match, the the one on on uh, on SmackDown. Whenever that was, that was so uh, astounding. Um, and although it's not actually on SmackDown, I'm going to say it kind of is. Uh, the Miz promo on on Talking yes. Smack. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, I consider Talking Smack to be an extension of SmackDown. Um, and, uh, that was just transcendent to me. It, it, it showed where, where, where one guy could decide I'm taking this character to another level. Uh, you guys can go ahead and hit your wagon to it, but I'm going. And it was, it, it, I honestly haven't looked at Miz the same since then. And he's only gotten more and more, uh, interesting in my eyes since then. And he's one of my favorite characters in wrestling now. Definitely. Uh, since we started doing this show. Yeah. That is that is one that, that we'll always remember. You look back, and I, I love how they handled it tonight with some of the still photos. I thought that was a nice touch that they – I don't remember them doing that 
yeah. a lot. Like, I, I don't remember them going that route a lot. And it, it was a nice touch because you, you could see, like, there are some things that just play better in a single photo and seeing, like, Eddie with China. That was really cool. Yeah. And uh, one of the moments that is often overlooked uh, that I think really was a big moment in SmackDown was when Austin got in the Rock's face and he's like, I need to beat you, Rock. That promo, mm-hmm. yeah. ooh, that promo was real good. That was a special one. That was a really good one. And then, of course, you know, on, on the other side, Big Boss Man toting Big Show's dad away, his casket on the funny side <laughs> of things. But let's talk about SmackDown Live. We get a nice retrospective to kick off the show. R-Truth is in the ring with a fuchsia-haired Carmella. Alex, I would expect you to be on the up up and up with uh, hairstyles in WWE. Yeah. Did she change this again? It's a little darker. I think they might have gone with the with a uh, with a different hue to the to the dye this time. But um, I, I thought it was brown, and then they changed it to like this. It was all. It was always uh, like auburn. Okay. Like it was. There was a different. It wasn't just straight brown. There was a little you know little reddish hue to it, and now it just seems more purple. But it can't be straight purple because that's that's Sasha Banks' thing. You either either blonde or you have a crazy crazy weird color that's like the directive the rule yeah yeah they do a dance break carmella reminds them that their show got canceled the crowd wants one more and i love how they worked it in r-truth said my guest needs no introduction so we won't and said we'll do another dance break (laughs) and they did it's stephanie mcmahon and i think warren that r-truth should have said so dixie tell me Oh, that would have been spectacular and probably would have saved us all from the groans that we were all collectively having at that point. Because, of course, of course, you're going to have a celebration of WWE and you're going to start off with the McMahons. Of course. Yeah. Stephanie comes out. She argues a little bit. There is a big true TV chant. Like, this show is over, at least for, for what it is. And I like that. Shane McMahon is here, probably to go see his hot sister, Alex. <laughs> you see that headline today? No, I did not see that. You didn't did. see that headline no, today? No, I've been I've been with my kid all day. Oh well. <laughs> Shane was on, I think, Busted Open Radio. Apologies if I get this wrong. And they asked him if, uh, about the pitched incest storylines in the yeah. past. Yeah, and. Shane McMahon replies jokingly with, well, my sister is hot, so I wouldn't have minded it. (laughs) I'm reacting to that way, reacting to that in the same way I did when you read me Kidman's lyrics. Oh, yeah. Uh, Oh, okay. (laughs) Oh, no. Um, Yeah. Um, Shane, uh, this is the first time Shane's been on the show in, like, I don't know, forever? So that, that ever that's a major deal right there. Uh, I'm glad he came back for the occasion, but it's also kind of nice that he gave the keys to Paige and just said, "You run this thing however you see fit. Uh, I'm going to be off in China or wherever." Yeah, man. So, <laughs> Mr. McMahon's music hits, and for better or for worse, Mr. McMahon is an incredibly over character. No matter what, yep. the crowd now sings his theme song with him, which. Just adds so much to it, Warren. 
like Mr. McMahon walks out and, you know, I can think what I want of Vince McMahon as a booker, as a creative mind these days, uh, from a moral obligation, like all that stuff, different. Mr. McMahon as a wrestling character is super over Warren. There is definitely an argument to be made of uh, for M- Vince McMahon's ultimate Attitude Era legacy being his character. And you know what? I, I found that Vince tonight came out with a little more swagger, a little more of that, a uh, little more showmanship than he uh, had uh, when he came out at like at Raw 25. You know, he he was he he had the swagger. He had the Vince swagger uh complete in complete overdrive as he was coming down to the ring you know was he like um maybe is he maybe he's feeling like uh you know he's uh he you know he has to sh- maybe maybe flex a little you know maybe uh bu- 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 boost up his chest a little maybe he has uh, something to 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 show off he needs to show off a little bit tonight a little of that uh, Vince McMahon arrogance perhaps for uh, some reason well he has a great idea. They'll dance. Yeah. That's what they for, do. The segment's inter- over, Alex. For for the entertainment factor. Yeah. Because yeah. the third word in WWE is entertainment. Yep. Yep. And because he has a hot daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm reminded by of the classic gif of him dancing in like 1982 or whatever with those. Stand back, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. Same day. Later than 82. The Usos defeated Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles. This isn't a match I realized that I needed until tonight. And I didn't get it quite to the level that I wanted because there was a big commercial break. And even though I got to see what was happening, so much of it is just time killer. But the Usos were last on SmackDown Live six weeks ago. Bryan applies the yes lock. Styles has the calf crusher. Usos get to the ropes. We come back to see Brian running wild and throwing yes kicks, but Jimmy Uso breaks up the pin. Brian accidentally hits AJ Styles, then both get super kicked. Brian gets pinned. Warren, personally, I thought the Usos winning were the right move. The, the story wasn't about them. The match wasn't about them. But it's good for them to get a win along the way because WWE likes to make them, likes to keep them strong to some degree. And I thought this was a fantastic way to get the Usos back on TV, make them look really strong. And to create dissension between AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan. Uh, what did you think of this, Warren? Listen, what more can you add? That's that I agree. Uh, it, it was the, the good choice. It was the perfect choice to make them look a little stronger, uh, add a little dissension within this uh, the, this uh, WWE title feud. But, but hmm, I'm thinking, where recently have we seen a feud between two singles guys putting, being put in tag teams against a legitimate tag team and then this legitimate tag team getting wins over these legitimate singles wrestlers and then saying to ourselves, mm, oh, wow, they're finally putting this legitimate tag team over. Maybe uh, finally we'll get that uh, that world title run. Oh, no way. That was the revival, right? The revival. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and uh, Roman Reigns and Bobby Lashley. Yeah, that, that sure carried. Uh, I, need, I need the revival against the Usos. Oh, I need that sure. real bad. Real yep. bad. Alex, what were your thoughts on this match? Well, um, uh, bringing back the idea of talking smack as being part of the lexicon of SmackDown, what I really needed from this match, and I did not get, uh, for the sake of t- continuity, is I needed 
Daniel Bryan to turn on AJ Styles and formally join the Usos to fulfill his destiny and finally become Sweet Beats. Um, because uh, he's, he's, he's the Usos MC. He wears his hat sideways like Fresh Prince of Blair in 1991. And he pounds on the desk and he he raps he raps with uh with the Usos about veg- vegetables and uh, I need that character back. I really wanted to see it. I knew I wasn't going to. But listen, there's so many things about Daniel Bryan on Talking Smack that he did with with when he was interacting with AJ Styles. They just need to bring back. Like there was a point where I don't remember exactly how this started, but he wanted to start the hashtag AJ Styles Wiener Challenge. That didn't happen. He also needs to go at AJ Styles in a promo. Like, once and for all, AJ, is the earth flat or not? Pick a side, man. Because that was all a whole part of Talking Smack, too. Get that, get that they going. Do, they do have to settle that. I think yeah. I think this could actually be the cornerstone of this feud here. Did we fly? <laughs> when we flew over to Saudi Arabia, was it a straight line or was it in a curve, AJ? You mean when we flew to parts, parts unknown? unknown. Yeah. <laughs> An Backstage. undisclosed location. Backstage, we see Paige, Vicky Guerrero, Teddy Long, and Johnny Ace. And that's it. That's all we see of them the rest of the night. Oh, I was I so needed Teddy Long to come out and make a, a tag team match, Playa. Like he just had it, it he needed to happen. Ah. It did. Uh Kurt Hawkins is shown with Edge backstage. I like that touch more. And uh Kurt Hawkins who fights backstage creatively to keep his losing streak wisely, I might add. Yeah. Shown with, with Edge. I liked it. And didn't they? And he had Zach, Zach Ryder on his phone. It was yes. the Edge heads. He had yes. Zach Ryder on the phone, and Edge was like, "Ah, oh, no, let's not. Let's not really." <laughs> uh, short-haired Edge from Asheville, North Carolina, is not something I could have gotten used to. I'm I'm glad he grew the hair back out. Yeah, yeah. Evolution is back out. They get a great reaction, and Batista is amped up. Like oh. he is more animated on the stage than anybody else Warren didn't you didn't you guys get a little teary-eyed like when he was pounding his fist as he was climbing up the the stairs I got a little misty-eyed to be perfectly honest because I know that it's been a long time he wanted to do this I was really happy I I did not get misty-eyed I I did I did feel really great for him because you could tell when he came out like that was the, the coming out from behind Gorilla and the crowd going nuts. I mean, they're going nuts for Flair, and it's cool to see Evolution going back uh, back together. But they're really like saying, "Welcome back, Dave!" Like, and that's a huge thing because I know he's been wanting to come back for like almost five years, mm-hmm. and, you know. And it's just a weird thing that I, I thought it was really cool to have for him to come out and and he did the thing where he like was like letting his knuckles scrape against the stage before he was going to do his little machine gun thing. Ah, it was good. It was really good. I was happy for him. And from what we saw in this promo, there appears to be two possible directions they could go with a, with a program for him. And that was one of which is him feuding with Ric Flair's penis. (laughs) (laughs) That seems to be. Okay. Three possible. Okay. Okay. So let's talk about this. (laughs) <laughs> Triple H cuts a generic promo Probably the same promo he cut at Raw 25 Probably the same one he'll cut at Raw 30 Probably the same one he'll cut at SmackDown 20th anniversary 1,000 episodes uh, How do you do it? Uh, well, here's me in a stable I was a part of <laughs> You know Orton uh, Well, Ric Flair gets a big pop for for him And 
it's good to see him. You can tell that with each passing week, he's more energetic. And this is a year after he's had his surgery and all that. And we thought that we might lose Ric Flair. So it's good to see him. Orton cuts a promo and says, Batista has spent more time in a makeup chair than in the ring, which gets a real good reaction. Mm -hmm. That's a hell of a line, Alex. Yeah, that was, I was like, ooh, well, well, hey, you know what? I don't really like watching Orton, but I'd watch an Orton versus Batista match at Mania if they're going to go in that direction. Exactly. And I thought that for about 35 seconds, and I was like, oh, instead, give me this other thing you're teasing. <laughs> yes, we. I have been told we are now live on YouTube. YouTube is, in fact, not down. <laughs> you guys can uh, watch back the show and figure that one out. Uh, Warren, this little interaction between Randy Orton and Dave Batista. I, I thought it was a nice little touch, you know, uh, I threw a little shade. I think, you know, I, at first I was like, oh, is, you know, is evil heel Randy going to come out? But no, it was just it was just some good old fashioned banter, maybe a little little ribbing in the ring. That's fine. Um, you know, I kind of was sort of hoping that uh, clean cut uh, Randy Orton there would uh sort of uh, morph slowly into his sadistic character and then pull something off here. But, uh, but yeah, like, like Alex said, uh, 35 seconds later, we got more excited for something else. Well, then Dave Batista takes to the microphone and says that, uh, or he, he puts over SmackDown 1000, him wanting to be there, Washington, D.C., his hometown, great pop for that, and says that he loves this crowd. And, man, you can feel... Just, it's genuine with Batista, especially over the last four and a half years with how outspoken he's been. And you you heard on the CM Punk podcast about how CM Punk says Dave Batista sat on his couch and said, man, I shouldn't be in this match at Mania. It should be Daniel Bryan. I think a lot of that stuff contributes to this. He even name drops Blue Tista. And of course he does it on a night where Blue Chew does not sponsor us. Of course, we'll have to work that in somehow. Just like you can work it in. If you go to bluechew.com and use the code Fightful, that one's for free. But he puts everybody over in the ring and gets a Triple H and says, this man has single-handedly changed wrestling. But the one thing he hasn't done is beat me. I like that, and it's true. Triple H, I don't think, has ever beaten Dave Batista in a singles match. That's pretty rare. Because, I mean, Batista owned a Triple H in 05. And let's make no mistakes. Yeah. From about October of 2004 through the summer of 2005 until he went to SmackDown, Triple H made Dave Batista with one of the great, the great slow-building storylines of that decade. And maybe ever. Because that turn was, Vince McMahon wanted to do it like that. Triple H and Batista fought to make it the storyline that it was. And it was a damn good one. By the time Batista turned on Triple H, I was ready for it. And there were seeds planted before that. So they hug, but afterwards, there's this little look off to the side, Warren. And when they hugged, I was like, oh, man. But then when there was that little look, Warren, you could see it. They're they're leaving that door open. Man, I, I mean, Triple H's facials here were spectacular like cordon blue levels of excellence 
the the close up was perfect. You, you know how you, you you know both you and I, Sean, respectively on our podcast, we we write a bit about WWE production and how they miss the you know the cameras miss out on stuff. But here, the close up they had on Hunter was so critical and yes. important and essential, and they got it. They got the perfect angle. They had everything. The lighting, everything was spectacular. You know, he was in full cerebral assassin mode at that point. He abandoned party mode hunter. Now it's like, all right, you son of a bitch. Yeah, we, we, I'm, I'm coming after you now. WWE production, when they're not worried about the shakes and the zooms. I swear to God, I was doing a live stream for Fightful Gaming where the Miz beat me eight times in a row, by the way. Go watch it on our YouTube. They have an option. Camera shakes. This is an option you can turn on and off. And you damn well better believe I turned it off. But when they catch stuff like this, it's so good. Alex, man, this is, if they're going to do a couple of old timers, this is a couple I would watch. Yeah. Um, one thing, uh, the the camera always makes sure to get the exact right shots when they know they're going to have to put a video package together to, to promote the match later. Like, that's, that's what I felt like. I was like, this is definitely... All of these shots are definitely going to be the video package for this match. Also, I don't know if you guys caught this, but there was a little joking thing that Randy did off to the side where he kind of like sidled up and did a little quick movement that I was like, oh, the crap, they're going to do the RKO. And then they didn't. I thought that would have been great too. Um, I'm I'm all for this Triple H versus Batista match. That would be a lot of fun. But here's the deal that I think sours it in my mind. Um, because of the whole Triple H has never beaten Batista, well, then obviously Triple H is going to put himself over in this match. Maybe Batista for the first, like to me, that seems yeah. like an obvious Hunter thing, but I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. We might even get that match, but I hope we do. But Indeed. hasn't, hasn't Batista been on record at some point saying that he wants Hunter to end his career? Like he, sure. he wants Hunter to, to beat him and end and end his wrestling career for good. Yeah. Yep. Just do it, do it right. And I'm all for it. Oh, for sure. And you look at some of these things, it's like, okay. So Triple H, he lost to Seth Rollins. He lost to Roman Reigns. He beat Sting, which was kind of controversial. A lot of people thought that he shouldn't have done that. He, he beat Daniel Bryan, or he got beat by Daniel Bryan. I mean, if Triple H is probably going to keep doing these for five, ten more years. I mean, I think it's safe to say he'll be 55, still working WrestleMania matches. He's got to win some here and there. And he beat The Undertaker. That's fine, but occasionally he'll win them. Doesn't he have one of the mo- one of the worst win-loss records as far as WrestleMania goes? I think I've said... Probably I, I think- overall, but I mean, even then, I mean, he's he's won WrestleMania main events, several of them. He, I mean, he won the, the 2000 one over three. He beat Foley, Big Show, and The Rock. So he, he's won his fair share. He's beat Booker T. He's won plenty. But um, there was also a line in here where Dave Batista says, Ric Flair, what about him can I tell you all that you don't already know? And he goes, well, probably a lot. <laughs> And they, they giggle, and then he goes, keep it in your pants, and it pops everybody yep. in the ring, Alex. Yes, it does. And then I <laughs> you did a big old... Think about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. 
Then yeah. you think about it, you're like, yeah, he showed his dick to an awful lot of uh, airline attendants, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yep, he is definitely not <laughs> prime. To, prime Ric Flair would not have gone over in, in this day and age no. at all. Man, that was a fun segment, though. It set some stuff up. It was harmless. It got Batista on TV. People wanted to see Batista, and Batista wanted to be there. Miz then defeated Rusev in a World Cup qualifier in about one minute flat. I, I think I, I sneezed. I didn't see the match. So, well, I think it's all Americans in this World Cup, Warren. How do you feel about that? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, just call it the Americas, <laughs> the America, the Americas Cup, and I'm now, hold with on, it. sir. They had like ten countries represented in that battle royal last week. Okay. Okay, do go on. <laughs> That's it. That's really it. Flash Flanagan appeared in this battle royal. Uh, Alex, this match was Rusev missing by a mile on a spinning heel kick. Aiden English distracting him and Miz rolling him up for the win. Well, um, listen, I don't see why you could have done this match next week and given it five to ten minutes and actually told a story with it. Then you could have Aiden English, you know, distract him for the loss there. But... Uh, I guess when you're going to have all these promos and Undertaker's got to take seven minutes to walk to the ring, you got to cut time from somewhere. So you have Miz beat Rusev in, uh, you said, a minute flat, and flat being the operative word there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah, it was, It was. Uh, listen, at least, here's the thing. Here's this thing was so funny. Is at least you say, oh, well, further is the Aiden English storyline. Uh, Lana gets to kick him right, you know, right in the uh, hashtag penis. And um, then um, Rusev gets to do a beatdown. He's going to put him through a table. Oh, wait, we had to cut away from that because we still don't have enough time to show you the beatdown because we got to move on to the next thing. And that's why some of these things like Raw 25 felt kind of overstuffed, but it was three hours long. So we got everything in with this being two hours long. You could tell they had like all this stuff they wanted to do. But we also have to give you matches, and those matches seemed, in a lot of ways, kind of cut short or truncated. That they did. Uh, Lana is livid, and she kicks the English right in the penis. That's what I came for. Well, I don't think Aiden English will be doing that anytime soon. <laughs> Uh, he, gets just, his, he gets his ass. He gets his ass. Serve him up. You, you serve him up, and he well, just listen. Plays. Listen, you son of a bitch. <laughs> this Friday, I got to film two shows with you. Guy, yes, that you yeah. recommended, mm-hmm. and I later learned you sarcastically recommended them, not expecting us to actually cover them. World <laughs> War Three, ninety eight. Because of the twenty year anniversary of Jericho versus Bobby Duncan, he says. And I was like, you know what? That sounds like it'd be okay. Let's cover it. Then he goes, you know what? How about like Survivor Series 94, 93? And I said, all right, whatever. So those are a couple of the retro reviews on FightfulSelect.com you all are getting over the next couple of months. And let me tell you, Warren, it was not fun. <laughs> Let's not spoil too much, but to, to, our, to our listening audience, if you're already a member of Fightful Select, you're going to definitely enjoy Sean watching a San Antonio-based pay-per-view. And if you're not a member, this is the perfect time to subscribe. Oh, man. 
Yeah, that's a little plug for you guys. We did ECW One Night Stand 06 this month with our boy John Baez. That also, was fun. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun getting a New Yorker's perspective on that show. I love that. Also, he's he's covered a lot of sports in his day as well. <clears throat> the Cutting Edge, little known fact, Edge actually teamed with Christian in his last match ever. A lot of people think WrestleMania was his last match. He did a dark match a couple nights after WrestleMania where he, Christian, Mysterio, Triple H, and Big Show beat Alberto Del Rio and The Core. Mm. Edge brings out Becky Lynch and says that he sees a lot of himself in her. I love that he drew that comparison, Warren. I thought it was it was appropriate. And I see a lot of Edge in Becky Lynch as well. And and it took Edge to 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 bring that up because I hadn't thought of it. And I really liked how... You know, he put over the fact that, you know, I wasn't supposed to be the guy in the main event. I wasn't supposed to be the the championship material. I fought and scratched, went the whole way just like you. And at this point, I'm just, I'm just, at this point in the promo, I'm just sitting back and I'm like, how is this not, how is this helping us hate Becky? You know? I don't know if it's supposed to, really. I think, I mean, a little bit here and there. I think at this point they should just realize whatever she does is going to get over. Don't have her shit on the crowd. The thing I liked about what Edge said, Alex, is that he's putting her on the same level as the WWE Championship. He's putting her on the same level as Edge versus John Cena. He's putting her on the same shelf that he was on when he carried that show for so long. Yes, absolutely. And with good reason. Uh, And yeah, I, I hadn't thought of the parallels either, but he brought them up and every one of them rang true to me. Um, and, but I, I agree with you, Sean, to a point that they're not trying to get us to hate Becky. What she says to edge a little bit after this, that's obviously trying to get people to boo Becky. And we've reached a point where there is nothing they could do to get her to heal in the audience's eyes. They love her. doesn't matter if you insult this man's career ending injury. It, it doesn't matter. We're all, they're going to cheer for her. It's a it's a weird point that they've gotten. She's gotten to. She's over, and it's the type of over that can only happen accidentally in WWE at this point. And I, you know, I don't even know if that's something that's on WWE at this point. The the most over reactions you're going to get, popular reactions you're going to get consistently, are people who got there. I don't want to say in spite of WWE, but sometimes. I mean, Braun Strowman was portrayed as a heel against Roman Reigns. That wasn't where they the, the crowd wanted him, and he started to get over because he was the guy beating up Roman Reigns. They didn't expect that. Seth Rollins, on the other hand, that was one that WWE, they, they pushed him, but they were like, well, we, we don't want him getting this reaction. We want this other guy. If and when WWE decides to get out of their own way and really starts to, it just comes down to them reading the room. They have to be able to read the room and they have to be able to adjust. They have something very special in Charlotte and Becky Lynch. They have a person that the the people view as the golden girl, not like B Arthur or any of them, not like any of them, Betty White. That would be awesome though. Let's just say that. And Becky Lynch is not saying thank you for being a friend. She's telling that that biatch to hit the bricks, and the crowd loves it. And she tells Edge, 
<laughs> I don't like myself. I love myself. And the crowd loved that line, Alex. They, they ate it up after Edge said, I threw away friendships and all that stuff. I was waiting for Becky to say, oh, don't worry. Me and Charlotte will have our podcast in 20 years. We'll be just fine. <laughs> but right now, I want these titles. And Becky, you know, Edge is sitting there saying, you'll be alone looking at your titles in a room. And for Becky Lynch, she's like, bitching. Awesome. It was the most unintentionally inspiring line of the night. It was. I, I can't say enough positive things about Edge's role in this and Becky's role in this, Alex. I thought that it was fitting. Absolutely. Um, uh, but it was one of those things where I love I love her entrance now. Like, it used to be this thing where she would come out and she'd be super energetic and she'd high-five all the fans and she'd you know, dip through the ropes and, like, she'd have her arms spread out wide and everyone was cheering for her. I love that she comes down, she holds up the championship high because she's very proud of that accomplishment. Of course. She smiles all the way to the ring. The thing I've always hated about quote-unquote arrogant characters is that they're usually played in a way of like, I'm arrogant, and how dare all of you people cheer for me? Yes. That's stupid. If somebody was really arrogant, they would absolutely believe they deserved all the adulation they were getting. So I love that Becky is like, yes, absolutely. You should cheer for me because I am awesome. That's a really that's that's something that a, an arrogant character would do, and I really love that about what they're where they're going with her. That she's just being absolutely true to herself. Warren, she hits Edge with a great line: "Don't hurt your neck getting out of the ring." And you know, Edge was game for this because Edge is Edge is a smart one. That was such a beautiful line. The way that she delivers that line, the way that she calls Charlotte a bitch. It's a it's a cut above. It still kind of <laughs> stung a bit, like a yeah. you know, for, especially you know, see, he's a Canadian boy. You know, I'm gonna look out for my guys. You guys are too nice, Alex. What do you think of this line? Oh no, the line the line was was absolutely it was. I feel it was intended to get a bad reaction. They wanted yeah. they wanted her to get a bad reaction, but the crowd reacted like, "Oh no, she didn't." Yeah which is not what they, I don't think, wanted. But it's totally, it was totally true in the moment. They were like, we love this girl no matter what she does. Well, that's that's the new reaction. That's the new, yeah. when you know you've hit it. I mean, the Bellas last night in Rousey, yeah. when that was brought up, that's the type of reaction they got. It's the, oh, shit, I can't believe they went there. Yep. Now, this is in a, a time where comments like this are fairly regular. Compared to 15 years ago, 12 years ago, lines like this didn't happen. Occasionally, in a pre-CM Punk pipe bomb WWE, they would happen. They happen every other week now. So if you're able to still gain that type of reaction, that's special. Uh, Charlotte comes out, and she's like, I can't believe you went there! (laughs) And then she attacks Becky, and... For Charlotte, I'm like, mm, okay, whatever. You're getting that reaction. But what I wanted to see after this, Warren, I wanted to see Beth Phoenix coming out and beating <laughs> Becky Lynch's ass. If that could be a match that I could see sometime in the future, Becky Lynch defending the honor of her husband, that would be very cool. I wouldn't mind it. That that, that would be fantastic. And could you imagine then Becky Lynch – 
come ending the match, dusting herself off, having beaten the Hall of Famer. Oh, the be the, good. the extra juice her character would get for weeks and weeks, and it'd be fantastic. Also, I you know, and I have no idea if Beth Phoenix wants this. Beth Phoenix deserves that type of match, Alex, for bridging so long what she did. She she's not wrestled a singles match in since 2012. So who knows? And she wasn't exactly working a lot of long ones back then because of the nature of that. But man, that's that's the type of match. If if you plot Beth Phoenix down today, and boy, does she she fit she is everything they want Dana Brooke to be. Yeah. Or wanted her to be. Yes. Yeah, I, I honestly feel like they were trying to get uh, Dana Brooke to be that, and then just they booked her as Charlotte's mini me. Like they didn't yeah. have anything for her, so it's kind of hard for her to get to become a glamazon when she's like, "I'm going to stand by the ring and take notes." Okay, yeah. Charlotte, like that doesn't work. So Charlotte's gimmick is that she's a white knight. I think <laughs> SmackDown Tag Team Championships. The Bar defeated New Day to become champions. This was a very good match. Xavier and Big E are your duo. You have Jerry Lawler and Booker T at your Bootios announce table. We saw occasional cut-ins. The bar cracked Xavier, Alex, with one of the best double clotheslines I've ever seen. I'm talking like the hand on each other's shoulder. Yeah. They plowed through him. We're not not this handhold Red Rover horse shit that we see so often. <laughs> These two embraced and just yeah. ran their biceps and elbows into to Xavier Wood. This was a good one. I, I, I like that a lot. There, there are so many things about this. And I, I listen, as I said, when, when the bar was started to actually be on TV more, these these teams have great matches against each other because of all of their success as singles wrestlers uh, with Sheamus and Cesaro knowing all the beats that you need to do in order to sell those matches. Uh, and um, and Big E just works so well with both of those guys. It's all about strength on strength. And then Xavier Woods or Kofi zipping in and out with their with their agile stuff. It's so great. I love all these matches. You know, the funny thing is with the, with the brand split, I figured that would give Big E more of a chance to stand out and be a single star. But, man, their rosters are so loaded Andrade almost doesn't get on TV anymore. Nakamura just got on TV for this. Jeff Hardy's never on TV anymore. Now you're adding Rey Mysterio to the mix. Yep. Oh my God, man, it's tough. So this this match is just outstanding. Big E gets a hot tag that involves him almost killing Cesaro with a Uranagi. Ref checks on him. He's okay. Uh, Sheamus misses a brogue kick, and Big E does that YOLO dive. Big E, scary in this match, Warren. And 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 Sheamus and Cesaro here within that very short span of time that you just described there took the hardest bumps. Cesaro almost uh, almost got killed, but uh, the the Yolo spear, I guess, because it wasn't exactly a dive. The Yolo spear, the way Sheamus landed on the outside, he landed flat on his back. That looked a rough. Yeah, uh, during that move. Uh, I'm going to have to go back and watch. I'm pretty sure a big E caught his hair on the ring rope because there was a, there was a section of the hair that was like ripped away. Like really? Scalp underneath it. And as, as soon as he landed, he grabbed at it. And I went, and I w- looked at his head and like, that's not, that wasn't there before <laughs> that little line in his, in his, Ooh, like he give looked, himself the road warrior. Hawk. It, it looked, it looked like he gave himself a, a really drastic part 
right down the middle of I'm that's like, that's hilarious. Not, that's not good, man. That can't feel good at all. A big ending hits on sorrow. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Woods Woods hits a shining wizard and gets to big ending on Cesaro. Neutralizer on Big E, but Woods breaks it up and we go to a commercial. They are beating the piss out of each other. The bar get a power bomb and super European uppercut, but Sheamus puts his feet on the ropes and Kofi yanks them away. Uh, the bar catches Xavier flying over the top rope, send him into the barricade, and the bar start to clean off the Bootios table. But Big Show's music hits. Big Show comes out, and it wouldn't be the 1,000th SmackDown without Big Show's 1,000th turn. He puts Kofi Kingston through the table. Sheamus hits a brogue kick for the win, and we have new tag team champions. Big Show celebrating with the bar. <laughs> Alex, I like this. Yes. I li- now, I, who knows if they'll explain right. it. Yeah. But I like the idea of... Cesaro and Sheamus saying, you all got three guys? Well, we're going to get three guys, and we have a guy. Yep. That, that to me, sells it. If, if, if they say, listen, it's not fair that you guys have three. We want a third, and we're going to get the biggest guy we can find. That's, that's great. And absolutely, because, because Big Show has no loyalty to anybody. Exactly. He'd, like, he'd absolutely sell out his mother for a ham sandwich. So, absolutely. Why, why not? Um, but, uh, I have a fear that there's going to be like, they're just going to like, forget about this big show won't be on TV for six weeks. And when he comes back, he'll turn face. Like it just, it feels like that's one of those things they could do. Uh, however, um, my, my, my hope with all of this is that we just get some good six man tags out of it. And let's get the Usos a third guy, because then you can have a four corners match of the bar and big show, uh, the bar show. Uh, plus New Day, plus the Usos and whoever they get, plus Sanity, but book it. I want to watch it. Put it on TV. Roman Reigns would have been a good third for yeah. <laughs> the Usos. That, that, that is where I think Roman Reigns will truly come into his own. You put him with the Usos, yes. he'll shine. Warren, what do you think of all this? New tag team champions. I, I was actually surprised, pleasantly surprised, because – you know, the evening sort of kind of felt, the matches felt they were going through the motions a little bit. You know, you weren't really expecting anything out of the ordinary. You know, they they just come off of uh, of their, their tag team matches. And, you know, the New Day, uh, the, the, the New Day beat them in Australia. Didn't they have a rematch last week or the week before? And they beat them there as well. Now we're, you know, was another match. And I was like, okay, it's fine. It, I didn't, it's the kind of match you don't groan all that much because new day and, and, and the bar works so well. I was pleasantly surprised. I hope, 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 hope they, they go far with this. I adored the visual of big show in the middle yes. of two huge guys. It's just like a wall. It's a wall of man yep. right there that you can impenetrable, indomitable. Yeah. If nothing else, Big E's specific reaction to watching Big Show uh, <laughs> slam Kofi through the table, like the way he reacted, lets me know we're having a Big E versus Big Show match, singles match, where Big E gets to throw Big Show all over the ring, and it's going to be a showcase of Big, Big E's strength. I, I feel like that's been inherently promised to us by lingering on Big E's specific reaction to that betrayal. Big Show, uh, a bit underrated in his tag team career. You look back, 
Oh, WCW, yeah. Sure. Three-time champion. Lex Luger, Sting, Scott Hall. In WWE, The Undertaker twice. Kane twice. Jericho, Miz. He's been there through, through a lot of teams. He's been that guy for a lot of guys. So uh, if he was a de facto tag team champion as a part of this, yeah, I like it. And I, it's hard to tell how many reigns that really gives him because two, two or three of his WWE tag team titles were when he held another set of titles. So does that count as another reign or is it the same reign? But he's, he's right around at least 10 and that doesn't, that doesn't exactly happen a lot. Uh, He continues to be a little more decorated and Hey, he's in good shape. Good for him. I, I like this use of the big show. I'd just like to throw in here that Booker T was on commentary, like actually speaking for all the most, maybe a complete total of four minutes and still managed to get in the line when commenting on tag team efficiency between, I think it was the bar. He said, that's tag team working together there. (laughs) (laughs) He would know, by the way, cheap plug. Stevie Ray was my guest on the most recent making a finisher a series where I take a look at finishing moves, how they were developed, why they did them, maybe some that went away. That was a story that Stevie Ray told, said that he and Booker T had to abandon the Harlem hangover, and he explains to me why. Uh, the audio is up on YouTube, but if you go to Fightful's uh, Twitter, at Fightful Online, it is pinned up there. Check out that story. I have a very spooky edition coming up for Halloween. Ooh, I know Alex and Mr. Warren Hayes are excited for that. Subscribe to FightfulSelect.com, Tier 2, $10 a month. You get a bunch of those early. World Cup qualifier, Rey Mysterio defeated Shinsuke Nakamura. It's going to take some getting used to for me to see Rey looking like this in a WWE, WWE ring, Warren. The last I remember him consistently was like bloated Rey, where they're like, you got to be bigger. You got to be yeah. bigger. I know you're five foot four, but you got to be bigger. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe it wasn't as much of a surprise to me because of his recent New Japan appearances. And, you know, I, I've slowly and and not all in, you know, you sort of start gleaning into it. But I understand that he, you know, he looks very different than the the Ray Ray that was uh, taking on the world back then, for sure. Also, he had the pants back then that I think. You know, people people kind of associated that entire look with that run that didn't end so well. And, and I, I got of, this. I was kind of surprised they didn't do the 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 the, the springboard entrance. You know, like <laughs> those knees, man. Or, I know it's his knees, but I mean, like this one time. I'm not saying bring it back forever, but it's SmackDown 1000. You're not giving us the fist. Yeah, give yeah. us the springboard Ray entrance. That's they should have brought the fist back, but they yep. didn't. They should have brought the fist back. Uh, Alex, did you know that they got that set, the pop-up set from Garth Brooks? <laughs> that oh very God. set belonged to Garth Brooks. I <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> My question is, why does Sean know this? I think it was on WWE Warehouse or something. <laughs> but they got it from, from him. You know, a thing that I respect so much about Ray is he could have headed back to WWE months and months ago. Yep. What did he do? He kept his obligations to New Japan, to All In. He committed to those. He did them. Then he went. There were a lot of people that weren't afforded that same opportunity. This match was pretty good. It was an above average 
uh, SmackDown match, but still fell a little short on my match ratings because commentary tried commentary ruined a lot of this for me. Like Tom Phillips, as Jimmy Van Fightful.com founder pointed out, called a move that Ray has been doing for over two decades innovative. The yep. Hurricane Rana off the top rope, but uh, Mysterio and Nakamura weren't on the same page on the head scissors attempt. Nakamura was not taking it easy on his knees with with Ray. He was no. laying him in there. But Ray did this baseball slide splash, Alex, that I loved. I love that move. That's an old vintage uh, Mysterio move. I love it. It's one of my favorite spots he does. I'm looking for Jeff Hardy to get real cute and then do a swanton out of it. like just <laughs> And then just roll out <laughs> or something. This is a showcase for Mysterio. He wins with the 619. Uh, the, this feud will continue. Warren, I know that they're booked for Starcade, which is – uh, close to my home in Cincinnati. I'm hoping to go to that, maybe do some work there. But Rey Mysterio in the World Cup makes sense. He is a big name. They're going to send him to Saudi Arabia. It makes sense. He's he's still he's still an American, but it makes sense yeah. that, that for booking wise for him to be in there, probably a little more than Shinsuke. And look, I agree that this match maybe didn't quite live up to any lofty expectations we might have. But if their feud is supposed to go forward, and this is always how I approach these matches now that I these new matches that appear on SmackDown and Raw, uh, if they're going to drag this out, well, if the if the initial match isn't all that great, then oh, maybe they're going to drag it out. Maybe the big payoff is yet to come, and I'm I'm kind of hoping for it because you know, Ray still has Ray can still go, Shinsuke can is still right there. Just give him free reign. It could be. An excellent, excellent match. Worth noting, uh, earlier in the night, Kurt Angle was on commentary as well. So they got in a Kurt Angle appearance. He was a big part of the SmackDown Live, or the SmackDown roster, rather. People that weren't on the show tonight, Andrade Cien Almas, Samoa Joe, Shelton Benjamin, a big part of SmackDown's history. Al Wilson. (laughs) Al Wilson was not on the show. Uh, so some, some key parts of this, this virtually no women besides Carmella, Charlotte, and well, uh, Lana was on the show. So they got a few of them on there. Uh, Shane made his little appearance, but I did want to bring up, uh, that, um, a child born on the day of Halloween havoc, 1997, when when Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero had that classic match for the Cruiserweight Championship, yes, he's turning he's turning twenty one and will be legally able to drink in ten days, and that's nuts to me that this guy is still doing it at a fairly high level after being twenty. Not like he's doing like he's not working safe as Daniel yeah. Bryant would talk about the Miz. This guy's been putting his body through the ringer for tw- two decades plus. And if, by the way, if you want to see some vintage Rey Mysterio out there and you're younger and don't really know his history, go back if you have the network and watch that match with Eddie Guerrero, Halloween Havoc 1997. That was insane. That DDT spot is still one of my favorite of all time. Absolutely. There were a lot of moves that, that I would see in, in later years I would try to emulate and do in the ring. I, can I pull that off? Uh, that ain't one I'm ever <laughs> no. looking at. Because you, you see that, took his hand, Went up to the top rope, springboarded, backflip, moonsault, DDT. That may have been the single smoothest, most beautiful spot in pro wrestling that I've yep. ever seen. And I look at that, and I'm like, 
I, I see that and I'm like, you have to be special to pull that off. Yeah. Not only that, you have to have somebody else who's special in there to pull that off and, and make that, make that moment happen. Guys, we did the Fightful MMA podcast today at 2 p.m. Eastern. Myself, Showdown Joe, James Lynch give you an inside look at lots of stuff. Cormier, Lewis. Here's a fun one. Are, are you both familiar with Derek Lewis? <laughs> the, he he of the very hot testicles? Yes. Yes. I, I, yes. Yeah. Are you familiar that, with him, Warren? Well, that's how he got into my, uh, to my mind castle, yes. <laughs> okay, WWE wrestlers love him. Had a house full of them talk about how much they loved him after 229. He's fighting Daniel Cormier for the UFC heavyweight title with the winner, quite frankly, likely facing Brock Lesnar, that being Daniel Cormier. But do you know who Derek Lewis fought in his first pro fight? No. How about Mitch from the Spirit Squad? Wow. <laughs> no way. Really? He fought Mitch from the Spirit Squad. Oh, and Derek Lewis's pants fought, fell down during the fight. I'll have an article on it, but that was uh, that was actually his Nick Mitchell's first fight as well. Nick Mitchell, who was on Tough Enough season four, but he had one fight. He ran into the guy who would eventually be the Black Beast, and he said, "All right," and never <laughs> fought again. That'll do it to you. Mm-hmm. Thought that was some some nice trivia there, uh, but. We got a lot of cool stuff for you at Fightful.com. Listen, you boy, Wednesday, 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, last week, we had a different type of show. We had uh, Jimmy Van was out of town, so I interviewed Dan of Leather by Dan, David Bixen's band, and Demon Diva. Talked uh, more of a talk show because uh, I, I wasn't doing Listen, you boy, without Jimmy Van. To me, that's that's like sacrilegious, not doing that. But I learned today that the 100th episode of Listen, you boy, will also fall on the two-year anniversary of Listen, you boy, and we're getting some cool stuff together for that. Trying to at least got some flakes too, some flaky flakes. But stay tuned for that. FightfulSelect.com, as I mentioned, guys, the best way to support Fightful directly. We have our own community there. Uh, you all get to contribute to interviews that I do. You all, you all get early access at, at, across some of the tiers. But just head over to FightfulSelect.com. Look at what we have in the five and ten dollar tiers. Maybe there's something that you'll like. Warren, I know we're filming Friday. But what do you have going on this week? Well, I on FightfulSelect.com, I do, my, I do my weekly 205 Live NXT recap show, which is currently being sprinkled with a bit of magic from the Mae Young Classic. Do that immediately after the Mae Young Classic. If you're a FightfulSelect.com member, Come join me live. We've got the chat going. It's a good time. If you're not a member, it's the perfect time to jump in. Uh, come on in. The matches are fantastic. I have a great time doing it. Otherwise, I do my own SmackDown and Raw recaps on my own channel, which is at uh, tinyurl.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes, or you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Warren Hayes. A lot of websites, if they completely ignore the Lucha Underground's Ring of Honors, Impact Wrestling, 205, NXT, NXT UK, May Young Classic, and don't provide podcast updates on those. All of those are covered between Warren's show and my weekender show on FightfulSelect.com. I also give you exclusive news and an update on the injury report, which WWE cleared off effectively this week. Did a pretty good job of that. Alex... We are, there are some other sites that just go live after SmackDown 1000. We're here every damn Tuesday. That's right. We're not part-timers. 
No. Uh, uh, speaking of part-timers, we I wanted to quickly mention John Cena's ridiculous promo thing he caught cut did it did this thing <laughs> where it's worth he, mentioning i know did it. I, I i love that he started out with a long time ago in a galaxy far far away like the most daddy dad joke yes. ever he's so ridiculously corny now and i we have to talk about how the undertaker takes seven minutes to come to the i ring. forgot i almost didn't cover that the undertaker walks out takes seven minutes says i've got three words for you at crown jewel Rest in peace. Hit the bricks. That's it. I love that he goes. He starts with at Crown Jewel, and the crowd boos. Boos. Yes, they boo. They booed. Like they're like, no, you can't just like take away. Like uh, honestly, I'm very curious to see if they ever mention where it's taking place during the actual broadcast of it. It was so inconsequential that I almost forgot to cover it. Yeah, that yeah. and the Cena thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cena, a long time ago in a galaxy he, far, far away. Real happy in China, though. <laughs> yes. I don't know if you saw that interview where he's like, I live a normal life here. Yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. I've never stayed still for three months in a row until now. He but, uh, he only spoke Mandarin for three months. Like, he's he's a monk now. Like, yeah. it's just so <laughs> weird. I love he, it. He, he is... Ace Ventura 2 Pet Detective, like when nature calls. Yep. And you just know there are monks that are like, get him the fuck out of here. <laughs> get him out of here. He won't let us wear our shoes in the house. He it's, keeps, it's too much. He keeps claiming he's invisible. I, it's just, it's, it's too much. Guys, thank you all so much. Uh, we've been covering this show live. The only pro wrestling website that brings you a live video show every single week after SmackDown and has since the brand split. So thank you guys for supporting us. Uh, Join us for our other shows, but most importantly, Fightful.com, FightfulSelect.com. Let people know about us. We're still very young. I want to thank you guys so much for supporting us. Until next time, we are out. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.